Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Five Playing Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to indigenous artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of the Indigenous Art Programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our indigenous communities from around the region and country. I want to introduce you to Tom Jones. Tom Jones is an artist, a curator, a writer, an educator, where he is the professor of photography at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Painting from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a Master of Fine Arts in Photography and a Master of Fine Arts in Museum Studies from Columbia College in Chicago, Illinois. Jones's artwork is a commentary on identity, experience, and perception of the American Indian communities. For the past 25 years, he has worked on an ongoing photographic essay on his tribe, the Ho-Chunk Nation of Wisconsin. His current work, Strong Unrelenting Spirits, are portraits of tribal members, which incorporates beadwork directly into the photographs. Jones has co-authored the book, People of the Big Voice, Photographs of Ho-Chunk Families by Charles Van Shaik from 1879 to 1943. He is the co-curator for the exhibition and the contributing author to the book, For the Love of His People, The Photography of Horace Pula, for the National Museum of the American Indian. His current book project is dedicated to Ho-Chunk baskets and their makers. His artwork is in 40 public collections, most notably the National Museum of the American Indian, Polaroid Corporation, Sprint Corporation, the Nerman Museum, the Minneapolis Institute of Art, the Museum of Contemporary Native Arts, the Museum of Contemporary Photography, and Microsoft. This podcast is hosted in part by First American Art Magazine, the leading journal of Native Arts, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary covering ancestral, historical, and living arts by Indigenous peoples of the Americas. I'd like to admit, um, uh, this, this collaboration with First American Art Magazine, uh, while exciting, there were a number of artists that have been in this four-part series that I've wanted to have on this podcast for a while, and admittedly, uh, Tom was one of the, uh, the short list of people I wanted to have on this podcast in the beginning, so the opportunity to finally sit down and have a conversation with him was more than exciting for me. So with that said, let's jump into this conversation with Tom Jones, thank you so much for joining us on Five Plain Questions. It's really great to have you here. Oh, I thank you for the invitation. Would you be able to introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and what it is that you do. Yes, I come from the Ho-Chunk Nation and here in Wisconsin. And I also am a professor at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. And... I grew up kind of all over the place. My mother originally went off and joined the Air Force. And so she ended up in Florida, which is um, where I lived most of my life. But I was born in North Carolina. And um, we moved back to Florida. My father was a, a general manager for Kodak. And so he would move around. We ended up moving up to Minneapolis in, I think it was second grade. And then we moved back to Florida again. And then we came to Wisconsin when I was 15, when my mother uh, decided to go back to school. It sounds like uh, you know your father had a, f- a photography um, foundation in his background. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I guess this ties into your biggest influences. Um, but can you talk a little bit about uh, what, brought you into um, uh, the work that you do? Well, 
I guess I've always had art around me. Um, like you said, my father was uh, in the photo business. Uh, and my parents also owned a craft store when I was younger. Um, I think that was in fourth and fifth grade. And and then they were always doing art. My dad painted, my mom did uh, ceramics and sculpture. And uh, so it was kind of just always there. And what happened too is in high school, um, when we moved here to Wisconsin, I kind of had a culture shock because it was just all blonde haired white people. <laughs> and um, I just kind of felt out of place. And so I was going to drop out and my mother took me in to the guidance counselor and they said, you know, you're, all your gen eds are completed. You only have one left to do. And I think it was math or something. Um, so for junior and senior year, you know, they were like, you can do whatever you want. And they had an amazing um, art program at West High in Madison, Wisconsin. And so for those last two years, that's all I took was uh, art courses. And so then I was accepted uh, down at the Institute of American Indian Art. Uh, but at the same time, I applied for UW-Madison and ended up getting a scholarship. So I ended up staying here in Madison and, and doing that. And, you know, influence-wise, it's, you know, again, while I was in undergrad, there was a point where I was like, you know, what am I doing? Why am I here? And um, decided to drop out for a semester. And I went and worked at a bagel factory and I was getting up at like four in the morning and I was like, okay, I know I don't want to do this and went back to school and uh, graduated. And at the same time, my mother was in, in school at UW-Madison too. And she was getting uh, her undergrad in political science and social work. She went on to get a degree, a graduate degree and master's um, in social work. And then after that, she went and got a law degree. And I was like, okay, if my mom can do it, I can do it too. Um, so she's, you know, been a great influence on me. And, you know, art-wise, you know, there's, I mean, quite a few, of course, artists that have influenced my work. Um, Horace Pula being the, one of the main ones, a Kiowa photographer. And it was during graduate school that I found him. I was trying to find other native photographers that were photographing their community. And it was, you know, pretty rare. There aren't many that were out there. Um, and then it, actually when I got a job at the university here, I ran into Nancy Mythlo, who uh, was applying for a job at the, within the art history department. And we started talking about him and she's like, oh, my aunt is married to his son. And we got to talking and uh, we found out that the negatives, you know, needed to be um, archived. And some of them were nitrate negatives, which means that they can spontaneously combust. And I said, it's important that we uh, digitize all of those. And so we ended up getting grant money to do that through the university. And we um, took a group of students down there and digitized them for two different summers and did interviews. 
And we eventually then uh, proposed the show to the Smithsonian. And it's gone uh, to the one in New York. It started there. And then it went down to D.C. And then over to the Idol Jorg. And I believe next it's going to be out in California somewhere. And so it's just, you know, amazing how these things just, you know, come to fruition and you don't even expect it. Um, but I was very uh, happy to be able to be a part of that and helping to preserve his legacy. Uh, other artists, I guess Barbara Kruger, you know, with her text was really important to me. Um, Sedu Kieta, which is an African uh, photographer. Uh, I guess Mondrian, just for his, you know, compositions. It's kind of like I'm kind of minimal with the way informal when I set up my photographs. And I guess Frida Kahlo, too. You know, I like the way that her portraits are and how she would do her self-portraits. Uh, that's, a, I guess, a few of them. So how have, how have you developed your career, uh, both in college and post-college? Well, after undergrad, I was like, okay, I need to learn the, I guess, the gallery system. And so there's a gallery in town in Madison um, called Natasha Nicholson Works of Art. And I went over and asked if I could work for her. And she said she couldn't hire me. She didn't have the money to do that. And I said, well, I'll volunteer for you then. Um, Cause I really wanted to, you know, see how that worked. And, and so she took me on and she did end up paying me and I was there for a few years. Uh, I then went on and also helped with Rayovac's art collection. And um, then after that, I started my own kind of little business of looking for art and antiques for people that I was like only expecting to take maybe a year or two off um, before going back to grad school. And it ended up being 10 years. And uh, I ended up being a manager of a bar and I was living that lifestyle. And I was like, okay, this is not what you're supposed to be doing and you need to change, change your ways. Uh, so I started applying for grad school. I ended up uh, taking a class in photography, auditing it so I could get a body of work together and start sending that out. And so I applied uh, and got into Columbia College in Chicago and uh, was down there for four years. I got a master's in photography and then a, a master's in uh, museum studies. And so I stayed there for a year and taught afterwards, but they didn't pay anything for adjuncts. It was like maybe $1,800 a class. And I was like, I cannot survive like this in Chicago. I'd have to, you know, teach probably 20 classes a year. Uh, so I made the de decision to come back to Madison. Uh, I had owned a, a home here and um, so moved back. And I was fortunate enough, I sold a portfolio of work uh, to a collector and also got work into the Smithsonian while I was in grad school at the National Museum of the American Indian. So I was kind of living off that for a year. And then this position opened up at the university and I got the lecture position. And then they had posted the job for the tenure track. And I was fortunate enough to get it. 
And so I've been there now, oh, 18 years. And um, that's how I kind of got to where I am now. And I mean, that's one thing that I've found that they don't really teach you in school is kind of how to get your work out there and the professional practice of it. And so that's one thing that's been very um, fortunate uh, for me and being in this position is that I'm able to teach my own students that and um, kind of, you know, how to apply for things, writing grants. You know, I've been fortunate. I've had a lot of native grad students come through and that's been another mission of mine. there's Jason Garcia, Monty Littles with us right now, Dakota Mace, Diani Whitehawk, um, Henry Pear, uh, Winicia Mesquadis Spry. Henry was one of my Oscar House students uh, when he was in high school. Oh wow! Uh, so I knew him when he was when he was really young. Yeah, uh, about twenty years ago now. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and I can't believe he just got a. Um, Joe Mitchell Award. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. So yeah. happy for him. Oh, and he's R- doing such great stuff. And let's see. And Rory. Um, wake him up. <laughs> wake him up. Yes. Rory, wake yep. him up. Um, such a great group of, uh, of, of people that have come through uh, your classrooms and through through your experience. Yeah. We just, we've just been um, so fortunate. But, you know, it's just like I said, it's been one of my missions to try to get more native educators out there, uh, along with artists. Uh, Winicia right now is teaching at Arizona state university. Um, and of course, Diani and those others are doing well in their, their careers as artists. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it takes such joy when I see the success of, of some of these folks, you know, Diani is a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mace, uh, both her and, and Mace have been guests on this program. So I've been pretty connected with them uh, mm-hmm. since then. And whenever I see um, articles come out on them, uh, it just, yeah, just makes me so happy that we're in this network of people that are really focused on the next generation. Yeah. And we were fortunate at the UW at one time, there were four native professors. There was, of course, Nancy wow. Mythlow, uh, John Hitchcock, Truman Lowe, uh, and then myself. And it's just, it's been a, a really nice um, program, you know, for, for Native students. I've, I've come to say on this program that uh, all roads uh, lead to uh, IAIA. But yeah. I think the same can be said about Wisconsin as well. The The list of, of people that have gone through Wisconsin is pretty significant and is something worth to pay attention to. Yeah, well, I've been going down there. Um, it's not every year, but often going down there to recruit uh, at mm-hmm. IAIA. And mm-hmm. uh, I was also fortunate enough to have a residency down there a couple of years ago. And so I'm constantly kind of watching and, and seeing who's down there and and trying to get them to apply up here. Well, given the, the track record, it sounds like you have a good program up there yeah. that I think people need to pay attention to. Yeah. So that's great. Thank you. So how have uh, opportunities presented themselves to you? 
um, you know, I think early in our careers, uh, they arrive in certain ways. And as we move through our career, those opportunities present themselves in a different type of way. And I was wondering if you could speak to that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's the one thing, I guess, another part of schooling that's, that's hard um, and it's not quite taught all the time is, you know, just that you are a business and you have to think in that manner. And so besides just making the work, you have to be able to market yourself and get your work out there. And that's one thing that I've found, especially with the native uh, world and community, is we're not taught to be that way. You know, especially for Ho-Chunks, we're not supposed to be kind of boasting about ourselves or putting ourselves out there. Uh, you know, other people can do that and talk it and do that for you. Um, but as an artist, you really have to be able to do that. And so there's a conflict in our culture system that, uh, you know, gets in the way of that. And I've struggled with that throughout my career. And I've, you know, kind of only in the past couple of years have I really been, I guess, promoting myself. And, and one way to do that is on social media. And I've found that a lot of curators are watching. And so you kind of have to get out there and find out who those curators are and start making a list. Uh, same with uh, grants, galleries, you know, just start making a list of all those different things and um, just start sending the work out. So a lot of times I'll, I'll make a packet of a show that I've completed or a series that I've completed and um, I'll just make a PDF of the work with the, of course, the size and the medium and uh, then send that out to curators and museums. And I, you know, I did that now it's been like either two or three years ago and I'm still kind of riding on that, but I've been fortunate throughout my career that I've been asked, you know, to be in shows. And one thing that I didn't notice until a few years back is that I let my career happen to me as opposed to directing my career. And so that's one of the advice that I'd give to people is like, where do you want to be and how would you, um, you know, get there? Um, and because I was constantly asked, you know, I just kind of was like, okay, I'll do the show. Okay, I'll do the show. But, you know, it's like, what are those kind of like lofty dreams that you have and, and where you want the work to go? And so, you know, I sent out work to um, the Institute of American Indian Art at the Museum of Contemporary Native Art for the show Strong Unrelenting Spirits. And, and then I also applied for the National Portrait Gallery for their um, show that they have every few years and ended up getting second place out of, I think they said it was like 3,000 people. Um, and so that work right now is down at, let's see, at the Orlando Museum of Art in Florida. Um, I'm also going to have a show at the Museum of Fine Arts in St. Petersburg, Florida this next month. And I currently have work up at the Chicago Cultural Center in Chicago on the veteran memorials that I've been doing. I started those back in 1999. And so I photograph those every year and document them. And then I'm going to be in Chicago with some more work uh, through 
the Center for uh, Native Futures. They have a booth there, and John Hitchcock, Dakota Mace, and Holly Wilson have been invited uh, to participate in that. Uh, so I'm excited about that. We'll be down there this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I saw that post. And for the listener, this is um, April of 2023. Uh, so uh, it may be a few weeks behind <laughs> for when sure. they hear this. But yeah, I was excited to see uh, not just that exhibition, but the roster of you all that's on there. Um, it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Let's see. Oh, you know, I guess... I guess the other thing that I would, you know, tell people too with opportunities, it's it's really important to, you know, go to openings and introduce yourself to other artists and curators. And of course, you can do that through social media too. You know, to start following other people. Uh, I recently had uh, a woman come to a lecture that was a curator, and she was from St. Louis, and she came up to Wisconsin. And I asked her, I was like, well, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I've come to ask you to help co-curate a show. You know, so I was like, well, I better do it if she took all that effort into to coming. And, you know, that's the other thing that I've made a point of doing is curating shows of Native artists because, you know, it's important that we can get our face out there. And, you know, so that's that's one way of kind of giving back to um it was something that my mother, you know, had told me. Actually, well, I think it was in graduate school. She said, "What are you going to do to help?" Uh, let me start over. Uh, when I was in graduate school, my mother had said to me, uh, "What are you going to do with your life uh, to help others?" And I was like thinking, like, how can I do that? You know, being an artist and being a photographer and you know, little did I know that you know, which is my mission, is to kind of get a ho-chunk faces out to the world uh, and letting people know that we're here. Uh, but at the same time, like I'm doing with the native grad students is getting them out. But then, you know, how do I also offer exposure for other native artists? And so I'm fortunate to be, to be asked to be a curator and, and put those shows together. And so, you know, it's a, it's an important part of my, my own mission as an artist and a person. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you had mentioned that you had you have your your master's in museum studies, mm-hmm. so I, I imagine it's gratifying being able to put that work together uh, with with the knowledge and the background that you have. Yeah, so the, we'll be um, putting that at uh, Sheldon um, down in St. Louis, so that'll be coming out in the next couple years. The other thing I've been working on too is uh, a book on ho chunk baskets, and that's something that has um, kind of slowed down. There are probably only about ten active basket makers now, and of course because of the emerald ash borer, that's been a, a problem. And so I wanted to create this catalog of all the different types of baskets that we made. And so I've been working on this for God over five years and photographed probably over five or 4,000 baskets. Um, and so hopefully that will, will be done soon. Um, 
So I got my, my hands in a little bit of everything. And, you know, that's where it's just important for other Native artists is, um, you know, you have to have a really strong work ethic, you know. And that's one thing I've thought of as a, a teacher. When I was younger, I was like, you know, how do I teach somebody to have a strong work ethic? And I've kind of found that it, you just can't. Either you have it or you don't. And so you have to make that mm -hmm. decision yourself. Is like, is this what I want? And, you know, and constantly work at it. You know, people are always asking me, it's like, how are you doing all these things? Well, you know, it's like I, I teach during the day. I do my administrative work for the university. And then on my days off or in the evenings, I'm, you know, doing my work. And especially the work that I'm doing right now with the Strong Unrelenting Spirit series, um, beating directly onto the photograph. And some of those pieces can take up to 120 hours. And so, you know, it's just constant, you know, whenever I have time, I'm, I'm working on that too, you know, to get that done. So what would you say to the 18 to 22 year old listening to this conversation? Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for them? Well, I guess I, I'd go back to that work ethic. Uh, part it's mm -hmm. it's also important to find support uh, I was fortunate that both my parents uh, were just very supportive they, they never said oh you can't be an artist or what are you doing that for um, you know so often I hear that you know with undergrads it's like they really want to be in the arts but their parents are pushing them to do something else of course where you can get a job but there are so many jobs that um, can be created through the arts and especially in photography. It's like you can always find, you know, something. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, one thing. It's like and even if you can't get that support through your own family, you know, find it in, in your classmates or other Native artists. Um, you know, I've had people contact me and, you know, ask for advice and you know had meetings with them and, and met up with some of them uh so you know just reach out and especially for somebody like me i'm constantly you know not getting to my emails and you have to be persistent um don't be annoying but <laughs> you know follow up <laughs> because some people are like oh well they didn't answer my email and it's like you have to understand that people you know are are, are busy too but it's not that they're you know, trying to ignore you. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. And also it's just like, you know, don't be discouraged. It's like, you have to keep just pushing, pushing. It's just like, yeah, I have students now that it's like, Oh, I was rejected, you know, by this show. And, uh, you know, as artists, we're constantly getting, you know, critiqued or criticism, you know, just through our work. And you have to be able to take that criticism and, and gain from it. And if you keep hearing the same thing, well, then you better change your ways and, you know, try a, another route with that. Uh, but, you know, I'm still getting rejected, you know, it's just like, you don't always get, you know, everything you apply for. Uh, you know, it's like I had, had applied once for a Guggenheim and, you know, got through the first round and, uh, uh, then rejection. <laughs> uh, but you have to understand there are so many people out there, you know, applying for those things. So you kind of have to like go through the tiers, you know, of, you know, starting locally and then moving up. 
but it's important to get your work out throughout the United States or even in Europe and or beyond. Uh, you know, but it's you know important to kind of start where you're from and then start, you know, it's a, a slow process of um, growing. But you know people have to start getting to know your name. The other thing I've found out, though, there are times, though, even locally, it's kind of harder because it's like they'll be like, oh, well, that's Tom Jones, you know, and, and they uh, don't have the same kind of, uh, I guess, uh, they're just like, it's just them, you know. Uh, so it's kind of like <laughs> you have to be uh, recognized by others, too, at the same time outside your your area. Uh, but it's just like, you know, just keep persevering and keep getting your work out there and, um, and get feedback, you know, often from, from other people and artists. I think that's great advice. Um, I, uh, when I was in grad school, um, I was in an animation school and those critiques are brutal. Yeah. You know, they, they are very direct. Um, but it's a hard truth that you have to listen to that, or at least take that perspective to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, no one, no one in our school having, uh, having it already figured out, yes. you know, and it usually takes that four or five years to be able to sort of uh, find your voice and figure out who you are before you start creating the work that reflects your identity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so what do you have going on? Well, I guess you've, you've already touched on this, but uh, I'll ask the question again. Um, what, what do you have going on right now? Uh I'll be at, uh, oh, I'm going to be in that show that um, Jean Quictesi is putting together oh, for the National Port- or yes, National Gallery of Art. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, it's one piece, but um, it's like, woohoo, we got one piece in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and it comes from the same work that I did, which was in a show at the Museum of Contemporary Photography that just came down. And... Um, yeah. It's just, it's been a crazy uh, past couple of years. It's like last year, I think I had 16 shows. This year I've had 13. So it's just been kind of just constant. And I gave this semester, I'm giving eight lectures. And so every weekend I've been gone and or doing something or delivering work. And, uh, and I'm trying to think I've got, oh, uh, I'm going to be... Um, I've been on the council for the Minneapolis Institute of Art. They're doing a uh, photo, native photo show, um, which will be opening up this fall. And so I'll have work in there too. And that's been great to be a part of that um, program. I'm also in a show that was curated by uh, Will Wilson. That's currently at the Denver Art Museum of Native Photographers too. And um, Brian Adams and Sarah Stack are uh, putting together a book on native photography right now, too. And so they've asked for mm. some of my work to be in that. And so it's, it's kind of like photography, native photography has, you know, had this wonderful exposure this, this year and next year. And um, it's a really exciting time. Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll, uh, we'll put link in the show notes, uh, for, for those. And as we move forward, um, we'll, we'll put all that on social media as well. So our listener can connect with those. Oh, nice. 
so currently, um, where can, where can the listener find your work? Where can they connect with you? Do you have a website or, uh, yeah, yeah someplace. Yep. <laughs> so my website is a mess right now. Um, what had happened is I let my domain name lapse and then somebody stole it in China for a casino, <laughs> <laughs> which is apropos. You are not the first, you are not the first to have the exact same problem. I don't know what it is over there. Um, so I redid it real quick because I was having all these shows and, uh, it is, you know, Tom Jones, ho, uh, with a dash and then chunk, uh, com. Uh, but then I just went on there recently and here it's like glitching or something where you can't get on the, um, the damn, uh, portfolios on the, I, on the, uh, phone it works, but for some reason the uh, website is goofy. So I got, I need to take a look at that. Uh, I had for years had somebody, uh, dealing with my website and, uh, now that I'm doing it myself, of course, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but, uh, I need to get somebody to, uh, look over that again. <laughs> Have one of a, your students at the school be able to uh, do some work on that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then of course I'm on uh, social media on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And that one is uh, Tom Jones. And then it's my Ho-Chunk name, which is Chuck Shepska, uh, which is White Eagle. And so you can find me there too. Uh, can Can you talk um, about your experience with First Art Magazine, First American Art Magazine? Um, because you were in the first issue uh, ten years ago, and they're celebrating their their tenth year anniversary right now. Yeah, it's God. It was just an amazing honor um, to be in that first uh, publication. You know, it's like throughout my career, I've kind of just been like under the radar, I would say it's like, you know, I've been in many shows and I keep doing it. And, um, but it's like, I don't know if my name's out there. It's maybe getting there now. Um, so I was really surprised when I was in that first issue. Uh, but that was, I think I had a show at the uh, museum of contemporary native art just about that time. And so that's probably how America, you know, saw my work. And, and so now to be kind of honored again, you know, 10 years later and to get the cover, uh, I was just like, oh my God, this is great. Um, and that image that's on the cover is actually the one that's uh, at the National Portrait Gallery and that, that show. Wow. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, I'm just thankful, you know, for all that's kind of happened uh, for me and uh, my people, you know, I can do, it's just, like I said, it's my mission to, to get our, our faces out to the world, you know, through the work that I do. Well, you know, number one, it's well-deserved, you know, congratulations. Um, you, you are certainly, um, you are a great representation uh, of that magazine in your community. Um, I think it's it's a it's a wonderful thing that that your work is out there like that. And I think the second part is it, it's great that that we now are creating a space for ourselves to get our stories out there to be able to talk about um, what it is that we do with our own voices, mm -hmm. you know, through our own perspectives, and not being curated by either non-natives 
or institutions that um, don't put us first. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that just goes back to what I was saying about trying to get more native uh, people through grad school, you know, and it's, it's actually amazing to see in the past 10 years, how much it has proliferated. And it's like, there's finally, you know, native curators, more of them and native writers and, you know, that can actually talk about our work and speak about it and not, uh, I guess, be afraid of misrepresentation, you know, when it's a white curator doing that. Um, so, you know, I just, I hope and pray that we just keep getting more and more, more students through there. And, uh, you know, that Oscar Howe, um, summer program that they have, I got to go, uh, do that. And uh, it's just like, Oh my God, there's, you know, there are great things happening. Uh, out there and you know all of us are doing it and trying to get it out there and as somebody else said it's like we need an IAIA up here in the Midwest area you know because it's like we have so many amazing artists you know I look at the things that uh, people from my own community are doing and it's just like you know, how do we get them out there you know more and get their their work um, you know to the mainstream uh, so they're they're just amazing. And uh, there's more ways, I guess, that we can go about it. Uh, and I, th I think those, there's the native photographers, I can't remember their name now, that uh, started a website. You know, that's, again, where social media is just amazing in getting, getting us more visual uh, visibility. Well, I, I look forward to see the work that you that you'll be doing and with community as well, mm -hmm. you know, and, and sort of pushing this forward. So yeah. Tom, thank you again for this. This this was wonderful. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. And that does it for this episode of Five Plain Questions. I want to thank Tom again for his time and sharing his story with us. There are some really great lessons to draw from this conversation with Tom. The the idea of being disciplined and working hard, it's it's a theme that has moved through many, many of these conversations. The, the ones who keep showing up for the work and learning the lessons and the hard lessons, it's, it, it really is the piece that separates those who are able to sustain a career and for those who may be interested in music as a hobby but never develop it like they would want to. And so, you know, I think back to my early college years where, you know, there was a group of us, the one who was the hardest working guy. He is, he is killing it right now. Uh, he's, he's in California. I'm hoping to have him as a future guest on the podcast, but he is hustling day after day, doing big projects, small projects, and he's getting the recognition that he finally deserves. And at the same time, I think back to those days when we had someone who probably was technically the best illustrator or the artist among us, but he he didn't have the discipline to keep at it. And, you know, he's, he's not in the art world right now, which is unfortunate because he was an amazing artist. So that really uh, touches deep um, within me, the idea of being disciplined and keep showing up for the work. And so I think that's a great lesson. And people like Tom, who are dedicated educators who are able to be like a magnet of personalities that are interested in in the arts and and he has fostered this community that uh, of artists that is 
it's amazing. Uh, the people that are coming through Wisconsin and are associated with Wisconsin, uh, it's, it's really a gift to the art world. So thank you for that. I also want to thank First American Art Magazine for uh, this four-series program that we've done uh, over the last several months. Uh, all the artists that we have featured are incredible leaders in our art community, and so I just want to thank First American Art Magazine and America Meredith for making this happen. This was an absolute pleasure, and I, I hope we can do this again because this was a really fun collaboration. So uh, America and First American Art Magazine, thank you so much. I also want to thank you for joining us and spending your time listening to what I feel is a very important story and perspective from our community. So please join us next time as we speak with another incredible person. I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on our Facebook page and our Instagram page at either Five Playing Questions Podcast or I think it's still Creativity Among the American Artists on Facebook. And, but of course, you can also find us on our plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, our past videos, and these podcasts. So if you have a suggestion for someone for me to interview, please look us up on social media or email me at j, the letter J, Williams, at plainsart.org. Uh, I'd really like to hear from you. Well, you take care, and we will see you next time. This has been an 11 Warrior Arts production.